The time is now. What is the secret to success? Movement. People look at you strange saying you change, like you work that hard to stay the same. Like you're doing all this for a reason. Hard work. Yeah. Works. This podcast is brought to you by Calcica Fit App. Uh, that's right, we got an app also. The Fit App gives you unlimited access to over 100 high-quality fitness classes. And you can choose from a mix of spin, strength, TRX, HIT, yoga, Pilates, meditation, mobility workouts. We got some new content coming out. I just did a DJ spin class. That's going to be coming out pretty soon. So check all those things out. Download the Calcica Fit App. Go to Apple Store, go to the Google Store, Android Store, and you can get it all done there. It's very simple. It's our Netflix version of fitness. And point and click and have fun. And by the way, it's less than 50 cents a day. Yeah. I'd like to welcome you to another Trainer's Talk. This is Donovan Almond. I'm excited to kind of talk to you today. We've been doing a little bit of a series of some of the different trainers and instructors that worked with us. And what's cool about Napa Valley and the area that we live in, we attract people from all over the um, all over the states, but also we attract a lot of people from all over the world. And this next guest is definitely one of that. And her name is Natasha. And we'll get back to that. But um, one of the things like you know, you know, I get a lot of questions about from clients about obviously exercise tips um, and things like that, but I often, from other future entrepreneurs or current entrepreneurs, are clients that have more experience in um, owning a business than I do. Um, they sometimes will ask me, um, and luckily I think they value my feedback, they'll ask me questions about their business or different perspectives. Um, as as I see it in the market because I interact with a lot of different people from different industries. And one of the things that I've noticed is that um, when you're doing your own business or you're, if it's a side hustle, whatever that is, I kind of have a little bit of a business tip and it's almost a little bit of a life tip um, to think about. I really think that sometimes people get super concerned with what the other person's doing. And um, especially when they have no control over it. And the tip I will say is to focus and work on the practice of focusing on the things that you can control. Not whatever everybody else can do, is to be able to look at whatever you're trying to solve for a client or customer um, what are the things within it that you can control and what in it can you replicate to continue to do and to continue to provide a service that people come back for multiple times or of a product or whatever that might be. So if you, some ways to, to think about that is I will, if I have a problem of some sort and we'll use an example of, you know, a delay in getting goods um, and 
and it's going to delay a customer's order. You know, one of the things within that is, is the things I can control is that I say, I'll tell clients this, I ordered it. This is an anticipated date. I never, I always under promise. And then I try to over deliver. So I try to be conservative um, in the things that I provide and tell them straight up what it takes to, what it'll take to get these items. And if it gets delayed, I keep that communication. I don't, I try my best to, to call the shipping company or call the company, can it expedite it um, if it is delayed, but I don't, um, get too worked up about it. I just communicate with the client and say that we will make it right. Once it's here, it will be set up and just keep them in the loop so they're not wondering what's going on. So business tip of the, of the week is focus on the things that you can control. I think it's also a life tip. I think it really helps. It allows me to go to bed at night pretty easy um, over 300 nights a year. Every once in a while you get some of those nights that it's uh, kind of tough that you still can't control, but um, most of the times, if you focus on the things you can control, it'll be a lot better for you. All right, so now it's time to get into the conversation that I, this is probably one of my favorite uh, trainers talks that I did, interviews I did. It's with Natasha Bonk uh, Burton. She, or Burton Blanc, she um, is a former ballerina um, from France, she grew up there. And so she's been working with us for a little bit over a year. And, you know, we do a lot of different things um, in Napa Valley and, and we also have our own app. And uh, she's done a lot of content for us on that app and, and taught a lot of classes for us at the different resort partners and at Calisiga Fit. And it was interesting, this conversation is because my wife who often, who works with me and, and handles a lot of the um, partnerships that we have with the resorts and, and things like that, I, I, I had very few conversations with Natasha. And this was one of the first times that we actually had a in-depth conversation. And it was just interesting, us being able to kind of connect, kind of get an understanding of where She's come from. She's super talented, and I think um, I think that talent is going to really show itself uh, for years to come. So sit back. Like I said, I think this is one of my favorite ones here. Um, is with Natasha. Enjoy. So, um, and how do you pronounce your full name? Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> what's your What's your last name and your um, well, I'm married now, so it should be Berton Blanc, Berton Blanc, but it's kind of <laughs> long and complicated, so it's just like Blanc, like Sauvignon Blanc, you know, same thing. Yes, yeah, totally, totally. Um, well, you know, thank you for uh, joining us today, and I, I just kind of wanted, you know, it's, um, Many people know that know both of us that you you work with us with Calcigo Fit and you work with us in so, several of the other, other properties. But even within all that, we haven't had a chance to talk much. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so I, I think it's going to be uh, I think a learning experience for both of us. Um, yeah. And 
And uh, tell me a little bit about, because um, people are going to hear the accent, tell me <laughs> a little bit about where you grew up and where, where, uh, what brought you to Cali. Well, I grew up in south of France, strong accent, I know, uh, in a small city called Aix-en-Provence, very next to Marseille, so it's almost like French Riviera next to Italy, and yeah, it was a very nice childhood, I have a little sister, and after I started to dance, was like, I'm going to do the whole, you know, the whole background picture. Yeah, right let's, let's, let's do it, I want to yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of ballet dancing during my childhood, um, a lot of studying because both my both of my parents are teachers. So yeah, and what, what do your parents teach? Uh, um, my father teaches for teachers, you know. So yeah. he's a teacher of teachers. And my mother teaches, well, she's retired now, but she teaches two small kids. Yeah, like eight years old. Yeah. Okay, cool. Ele elementary school, yeah. And yeah, and from here, uh, I start to study ballet uh, south of France and in Paris. I study uh, art history at the same time. It was, you know, like, how do you say that? A potpourri of everything. <laughs> yeah. And um, well, I had the chance to live in Italy for one year or two. So I speak fluent Italian. And I, after that, after all that at 22 years old, I met my husband in Paris on Valentine's Day. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. All right. Very yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had to stop dancing more or less at the same time. It was getting really hard for me. I had a lot of uh, injuries too, mm -hmm. and it was really hard as a as a full time job. So I wanted to focus myself on something else. I started to work uh, in communication in Paris. And we moved in Singapore for a little bit more than one year. So we used to live there. Yeah, it was so different. <laughs> so different <laughs> from here. So different from France. It was a real, I don't know, a real like experience. Uh -huh. And we get back to Paris and we went here in California for holidays. Uh, we had an amazing road trip. Um, from San Francisco to Los Angeles, we went to, to see Yosemite, uh, Sequoia National Park, and we really fell in love with Napa Valley. So that's you know the starting point of everything. Um, my husband is working for a big, fr big French group, and six months after that, he had the opportunity to move in here, and so in two months we just decided and we changed life. So yeah, from December, yeah, we got married in April and we were here in May. So yeah, it was, was it, yeah. Was that last year? What year was that? Was that last year? Uh, 2016. Yeah. Oh, 2016, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was, yeah, it's basically more or less everything, <laughs> yeah. And, and so then 
what got you from communications to yoga? Yoga, yeah. Um, well, my path with yoga is a pretty long life journey of practicing and rediscovering the practice too. I used to do some yoga when, when I was a ballet dancer, but to be honest, I really didn't like it. Because, yeah. yeah, I know, because it was so different from, you know, what I was used to do. And I was so into ballets that nothing else were, were like interesting me. So after, you know, when, when I stopped doing ballet, I, I think I missed something. I missed like, you know, moving and yeah, walking with my body too. I couldn't like express myself in the way I was, I was used to. Yeah. So yoga helped me a lot about this. And I think it helped me a lot, you know, during this transition, which was not easy. Like, you know, from one day to the other, you're not dancing anymore. And it's hard. It's pretty hard. It's hard for your body because you used to, you know, to dance like every day. It's a very hard training, like few hours a day. And well, now you're doing nothing. You're just seated. You're in front of a computer. So I think yoga helped me a lot physically and mentally about this. Yeah. I really discovered yoga at this point. I was practicing a lot in Paris and, you know, Moving in in California was a perfect opportunity to deepen my practice. So I decided to take my teacher training here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when, when did you have, when you first started teaching, did you have any insecurities at all about the language and your accent? And oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You get me. Yes. <laughs> I was I was pretty insecure about this uh, during the whole teacher training, and because my English was not that good, <laughs> I, I I'm not saying it's perfect right now, but I'm you know I'm trying so hard. I have you know people can understand me. Um, yes, but I I think the more I was teaching, the more comfortable I was. So. I decided, you know, just after my teacher training, I started to teach for a studio and after for Calistoga Fit. And it, it was pretty fast. So yeah, I think I didn't really have the time to ask myself a lot of questions. I knew I had to be good. So, you know, I was listening to a lot of podcasts, yoga podcasts. I yeah. was watching a lot of YouTube videos and, you know, scrolling my Instagram in English. So, yeah, it helped me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I kind of always wonder that. I mean, I admire people who have the ability to speak multiple languages. And, um, and I, I, I just wonder, you got, you got the language barrier, but you also got the cultural barrier. What... Uh, what things that you kind of kind of find from a cultural point of view that was harder, the hardest for you to transition when you moved here? You know what? It was pretty easy because American people, from what I, I've seen so far, yeah. are really welcoming and really, you know, understanding. And so I was 
I don't know, I was really well welcomed and people didn't care about my accents. They were trying so hard to understand me at the beginning and it was funny, but I don't know, it was not that hard, you know, and European people and American people are pretty much, you know, same codes, same, yeah, same way to live their lives. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, I, I was living in Singapore and over there it was really hard <laughs> to communicate. So here for me, the transition was easy. And apart from the things that you're eating like really early in the night, <laughs> like you have dinner, I, I don't know what, like 6 p.m. for us, it's really hard. But apart from this, it's, yeah, it was pretty easy. I'm really happy about it. Yeah, I feel lucky. Yeah. Um... And when you're teaching now, uh, what, what kind of, what about teaching kind of brings you joy? Um, well, you know, in yoga, it's not about just the physical aspect and just the workout you can have from it. It's, I think it's much more than that. And I have a lot of joy when I can see my students leaving the yoga room happy and relaxed and, you know, seeing a real difference from this moment when they were entering into the class and the end of the class is just such a gift because in one hour, sometimes less, everything can change and having this and being able to give them some joy and some, I don't know, yeah, some relaxation is, yeah, I feel lucky too about this. Yeah, brings me yeah. so much joy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like looking ahead, so you, you know, you kind of had the goal of becoming a yoga teacher, finding a way to turn your, uh, you know, translate the ballet into, a new thing and and you you still are able to teach ballet you do some you do a ballet class for us um yeah. now looking ahead now that you've kind of gotten into it and now this is what is it how does it feel like to be a the ins and outs of being a full-time instructor are you a full-time instructor or do you work do you do a, yeah. yeah 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 i teach from two classes to four classes a day. Usually I have no day off. Yeah. Uh, I try to always, I don't know, <laughs> have my Sunday, but it's pretty hard because if you have privates, it's, you know, yeah. I, I like to teach. So, um, well, my, my, my typical day, it's a lot of driving actually, <laughs> you know, going up and down in the valley and, I don't know, in the morning I can teach at Auberge du Soleil, but in the evening I'm teaching here in Napa. So it's a lot of driving. I can't complain, you know, the road is beautiful yeah. <laughs> and we live in a beautiful place. So it's this, it's kind of, you know, it's when I was doing a lot of ballet, I was physically exhausted. And uh, now I'm tired, but it's more like mentally because you want to give your students so much and sometimes it can be tiring too. So yes. I have 
yeah, I have to give myself some moments of calm and I like to meditate in the morning. So I get up really early from 10 minutes to 30 minutes of meditation. It's, yeah, that's my typical yeah way to start the day with. And yeah, that's pretty all. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, so it, let's, let's ride off that meditation thing. So what, what got, when did you start meditating? What, yeah. You know, give me the background. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't able to meditate for years. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an easy path. It's not an easy path at all. And, you know, we are launching uh, very soon the 10 day program meditation program on calisthography on demand and i'm i was really happy about it because it's just 10 minutes and when you're a beginner when you want to find some yeah some some calm in your life when you want to start your day right i think this is the best way to to start with meditation just 10 minutes just give yourself 10 minutes a day to empty your mind and yeah and find some calmness it's yeah. yeah it was hard you know i had to practice a lot and yoga helped me like the physical practice helped me but i think you know uh everything can be meditation when you're i'm sure when you're like teaching uh fitness or when you're doing uh some exercises you're only thinking about your body you're not thinking about anything else and this yeah. is meditation this is yeah. concentration yeah Totally. So I think, you know, even when we're doing yoga, when we're doing ballet, it's a kind of meditation, even if it's short. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do the, um, I've told the team and I've done this where when the gym was open and we were, you know, doing that, yeah. that um, is that I would have, I would kind of put my headphones on and then kind of just zone out and to kind of focus on my, my workout. And it was kind of a meditative piece for me. Oh, yeah. uh, and then I would say cooking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you so cook? I, I, yes, I do most of the, uh, I do most of the, the, the dinners. So I, I make the dinners. Okay. okay. Yeah. Jackie do, does the lunch. So she does the lunch. She does the lunch stuff for the kids. And then on the weekend, like when I'm, when we're going to cook a big meal, Jackie bakes. She's a baker. Mm. So if it's baking, that's she she does that, and then when it's cooking, I'm I'm kind of the one who uh, is the go-to for that. Mm. So so for that, that becomes meditative. I can kind of put on music, or I can put, put on a podcast and kind of zone out. And I'm chopping. I kind of I like to enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's you know sometimes people think like meditation is like sit onto a pillow, I don't know, on your mat and try to not move for half an hour it's not really this it's like everyday moments you can find kind of a meditation yeah you're completely yeah. right yeah even hiking you know cooking totally. hiking yeah. yeah especially around here when it's the, we, the yeah. what we have and it's available and the, the beauty that's here yeah so it so now that you're kind of in this, this is a full-time thing you're you're um you know, you're doing two to four classes a day. What is kind of your, 
your goals? What is what is the mantra? What is the thing that keeps you keeps you going? What's uh, what feeds the soul there? Yeah, um, I like to keep myself inspired. You know, so I'm I'm practicing yoga a lot. I'm I'm doing. I'm still taking ballet classes uh, a lot, like two classes, maybe three per week, sometimes just by myself, you know, I have my little routine. And, you know, when you're able to take classes with like great teachers too, it's what really keeps me inspired. And yeah, I think this is really like the soul of my practice, my own personal practice. And well, goals, <laughs> goals, I, I don't really know. It's more like a go with the flow thing, you know? Yeah. And yeah. especially right now with during those crazy times, I like to, you know, to give myself some movements and it's okay. Let's see what's happened next. But the more I teach, the, uh, the happier I am. So yeah, that's pretty old, yeah. That's that's a good sign. When when you're teaching more and you're not getting tired of it, then that means that you're doing something you really love to do. Yeah. And you know, when I feel like, oh my God, I I'm always, you know, seeing the same thing or the same cues or you know, the same movements, it's I'm like, I have to take a class. I have, I don't know, take some YouTube classes even or just check Instagrams. Uh, I like, you know, to create new poses, uh, new yoga poses. Uh, yeah. I'm not very, I don't like the very conventional yoga. So sometimes it's nice to create with our bodies. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of so things keep me inspired and able to teach too. Do you have like a process when you, so when you're thinking about, okay, this, I want to try to do this new movement. Yeah. Um, how does that process, is there a process for you or is it just kind of happen? Well, uh, you know, when I want to do it or when I want to teach it, because that's more, more in a sense when you're exploring yourself, like, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example from my point of view. Yeah. So some ways, the way my brain works, I could see a movement mm -hmm. and then that movement could give me an idea for 10 other movements. Mm -hmm. So I could see it and I'd be like, okay, if you tilt this way, or if you do this a little bit more, or if you do that, if you do this with the band, or if you do this without the band, you do this with a little bit of weight, what you do this on a TRX, like this is, I can see 10 different iterations of that movement. So um, that's sometimes what the inspiration can become. Sometimes it just naturally comes in my head, but it's usually based off, I see one movement, and then I can create 10 movements off of that movement. Mm. So like, I, yeah, I think it's more, more or less the same thing. It's like, you know, in yoga, we have like very precise poses. You're supposed to hold, I don't know, for a few breaths or, or like, and sometimes when I see a nice variation, you know, I'm like, Oh, I like this. I don't know. You can lift up a foot and everything's changed. Your balance is different. You're engaging, uh, different muscles, something in your shoulders is not the same, something like this. And as you, I'm going to build on this, 
okay, if I can lift my foot here, what can I do with my shoulders? I, I, I'm just taking examples, but you know, yeah. this kind of process too. And to arrive there, you know, because if it's like a very challenging pose, how can I warm up my body efficiently so I will not injure myself? Because there are a lot of injuries in yoga. Yeah. People putting them, themselves so much. And sometimes, you know, on Instagram, yeah, on Instagram and social media, it's all about those beautiful poses, but it's not really yoga. It's almost like contortionism. Contortionism. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like those crazy bad bands, you know, and those fit girls, like all, they're all like very lean and beautiful and everything is perfect and the background is perfect. And there is a dog in the corner, you know, everything is just, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like a dream. And sometimes I, well, I think yoga is not really this. It's such a hard work. And I like, well, I think I'm a movement lover, so sometimes I draw my inspiration from more fitness workouts too. Because mm -hmm. when you're teaching, for example, yoga fit, I'm teaching yoga fit on Friday mornings. Yes. I like to mix yoga with more fitness movements and bring some repetitions too, because I think key is the repetition. You can like just, you know, like do the perfect pose in just one second. It's you need, yeah. you need to practice. So, so yeah. the way you just said that, I could tell you did a lot of ballet. <laughs> just the way I was. <laughs> yeah, you're like, repetition, repetition, repetition. That I, I didn't take ballet, but I that's what I that's what I hear. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so do you, uh, do you have any questions for me at all? Yeah, because as we never had a chance to really talk, I, I just, you know, I noted some questions for you. I really wanted to know a little bit more about, you know, your fitness life journey before Kalistoga Fit. What do yeah. you do? How, how it's, you know, you build such an amazing community and at the same time, it's a beautiful company because you're doing a lot of things. You have a gym, you have a yoga fitness studio, you have all those partnerships with the hotels, you have the on-demand platform on the internet, so that's a lot. I really wanted to know, you know, all the journey towards that. Yeah, um, I, I will say um, the, well, the thing that kind of got me into fitness and being a trainer one of the is two kind of advice things I got when I was younger. One was um, I knew I wanted to kind of get into this industry when I was in high school. I was uh, our basketball team got had a trainer to kind of get us ready for the our senior season or my senior season. And uh, in doing that, I got stronger, I got faster, all yeah. the things that you kind of hope for as an athlete. And, um, and then uh, our English teacher asked us to interview somebody who had a job that we thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. And so I, I decided to interview him, the, the trainer who was working with us, and found out some, I played baseball when I was uh, in high school and college, and found out that he, he played baseball. He went to the University of Florida. I grew up in, um, this was, I went to high school in, 
in Northern Virginia, okay. uh, really close to DC. So I found out through him, like he went to, he got his uh, undergrad in kinesiology and exercise science, and he got his master's in exercise physiology. So I pretty much did the same thing. And okay. uh, I was like, I was like, I knew I kind of like, how, I just, what's the roadmap? Tell me what the roadmap is. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. And then um, I think what kind of came to the diversity of what our, what uh, our company is now, uh, some of it came to the diversity of experiences I had. So um, while I was going to school for that, in essence, six years from undergrad to, to graduate school, uh, I, I had, my jobs were working at like the hospital during the summer breaks, working as uh, um, a telemetry tech, which is the person who watches the, the heart rates and stuff like that yeah. for the people in, in the uh, cardiac ward, uh, to cardiac rehab, to uh, a sports performance center where I was training professional athletes, to um, when I was in graduate school, being a fitness director of a gym that had personal training, to being a recreation director of a a, a medical school that had a satellite uh, school in Atlanta when I was there for graduate school. Okay. So all of that kind of you got medical, you got yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gym, you got that, and then um, I got recruited out here to work at Salage. Um, to start their program, and um, and so that kind of took me into the hotel side of things, and so I really got to understand that part of it. And then uh, when I was ready to do my own thing, my goal was to have a diverse type of offering and take advantage of what we had in the area and whatever we could do to make Napa Valley a kind of wellness and health destination. I know it's going to be second to wine and food, but long as it's it's uh, it's uh, it's a close second, that's what I wanted to try to do. Yeah. Mm. Wow, <laughs> wow, that's a great idea because you know I think you're the only one to offer so many things, and yeah, to work with so many hotels and have such a nice ranges of classes too because it comes from spin to yoga and to all those different workouts like i was seeing i don't know yesterday like how like running tips or you know skiing tips yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i like that yeah 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 no it's uh, it's is we're we're trying um to just kind of be really well-rounded and uh i think obviously now most of our content um is digital you know yeah. through through this through zoom or through uh facetime or through uh social media or internet stuff but um you know we we just want to be diverse to be able to like if we really kind of i kind of think of it look at the person the instructor the client the member the uh hotel guest and serve them and see what their talent is as an instructor mm -hmm. and i wasn't i wouldn't think to go into doing certain things but if the instructor has that talent i want them to be able to share that so speaking of this i have a question <laughs> <laughs> 
what are like the skills um, you're studying in for a fitness yoga instructor? For you, you know, just if you can give me your like perfect profile of a trainer. Yeah. A perfect profile of a trainer. That's, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I think the, the number one thing is kind of, well, actually the top things that I care about before you get even get to skill mm -hmm. is, uh, warmth. Okay. Um, and I would say the, uh, just the personality to be able to connect with people. Mm -hmm. You know, when you get in a room with people, when, when you're, you're needed to be a leader, you can be a leader. When you're needed to be a listener, you're able to be a listener. Um, and uh, I would say that part uh, and the ability to kind of get along with people, I would say like, that's the most important part. And then the second thing um, is consistency. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, um, I've kind of told the team, you know, who worked with me, one of the things I pride myself on is, is just being there. Yeah. Just showing up. It's kind of the same, same, saying the same things to my clients. It's like, mm -hmm. you're going to get results even if you just show up. Even if you don't, if you can't give it all, you're all that day. Mm showing up and just kind of being there because usually what happens is you actually will show up once you're there. Yeah. And so the consistency and when you get to a point where people can rely on you, mm -hmm. then that's when it's golden. They're going to work with you. They're going to, they're going to cherish your skill. They're going to keep feeding your skill and give you more opportunity for that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when it comes to the skill portion is the ability to be able to digest sometimes complicated movement or concepts mm -hmm. and be able to translate it. I think translate is a good word for us right now. Yeah. <laughs> so to be able to translate it in a way like you're doing in this interview, translate your, your, um, your life is translate in a way where that person gets it, it, it sinks quickly, um, it sinks with ease and warmth and, it, 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 and motivation. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that, I, I, don't, I think that's kind of the way I, I kind of think of the person. It's a great answer, <laughs> it's a perfect answer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Donovan. Yeah, I mean, it's, you give me a lot to think about, you know, this translation and this commitment too. I, yeah. I, I totally agree. And yeah, the capacity to, to connect with people too. Yeah. And, and we're all different. So sometimes, you know, it's not about being just smiley and stuff like this, really yeah. like deep connect with people so yes. they can trust you too because at the end it's their bodies and yeah that's a lot for them yeah yeah i mean i, I will come <laughs> one thing too is that um uh we're lucky in our industry where we're in an industry where where people when they're with us 
is one of the few things where they're not on their phones. Yeah. And that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, in essence, have an opportunity, and I've kind of tried to show this to the, to the properties and the, the hotels that we work with, that we have their, they're putting on ads and, and they're trying to sell people to get here to this property and come here. And I, I'm like, you're going to underutilize us if you don't keep us involved with what's going on in the property. Because we are naturally have an opportunity where we're in front of your guests, in front of people who have our undivided attention for that 45 minutes to an hour, whatever it might be. Mm. So, yeah. um, you know, I cherish that. I kind of, and, 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 and how that goes. And, um, and, and one thing I would say as advice, my wife probably won't like that. I'll say this, but you're going to, I would suggest finding one day off. <laughs> so maybe yeah. this quarantine is not the right timing for everything, but I would say as we progress out of this quarantine is, it is fine. Find that at least one day. I, I kind of ask our, our our team to that work a lot with us. I make it kind of mandatory that they have at least one day, yeah. um, because I think it's just an, even if it's just a recharge. I think one day for sure, and I encourage two days. But I can't say two days because I don't. I only take one day, so, <laughs> so yeah, I, I can't be too hypocritical. But I do take Sunday. For me, I have a couple of instructions. They might take a Tuesday or a Friday or Saturday, whatever that day might be for them. Mm -hmm. um, but I would encourage that down the road. Okay. I will try to keep my Sundays off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, any other questions? That's pretty old. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I, I'm glad we were able to have this talk and, and for you to uh, join, join yeah. me today. Um, and yeah. you're right, we have a lot of things coming out on on demand that you're going to be a part of. And uh, one of those things being the meditation program, the 10 day meditation program, which I think we just started promoting that. And um, I'm very excited. And I'm going to give that that meditation program a shot. So I'll follow yeah. back once, <laughs> once the, I'll, I'll get started on it this weekend. And um, anything in terms of I'll tag I'll tag you when we're promoting uh, promoting this talk. Um, anything else you want to kind of bring to light for the people out there? I mean, it's pretty old. We said everything. We're talking about my ballet class, yoga classes. So, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're all on Calcica Fit, and uh, thank you again. Thank you, Donovan. It was so nice to chat with you.